he says he has the range, but does he actually have the range? You know him as the monotone king, Mr. Shane Lynch. Here he is to kick off Bart the Lover. And then the doctor said, I didn't have worms anymore. And that was the happiest day of my life. No sports, no rock, no information for mindless chatter. We're your station. Wow, that was, um, on the range meter, you got a little bit of nasally kind of thing going on in there, which was a little bit different than than, than a typical Shane. It was kind of yeah, like a nasally the, Ralph. Not and bad. the Academy Award goes to... Yeah. It was it was a solid 5.7 out of 10. Solid 5.7. Uh yeah, that's generous really. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. Now now Shane does have a a very kind of a monotone uh a voice you, you know that if you've listened to our previous episodes, but we have a lovely guest joining us for Bart the Lover and that is Jules from the Jules Just Vibes podcast. One of the best soothing voices out there. Jules, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. I'm happy to be here. It's uh, it's a pleasure to have you here and uh, um, tell uh, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the series you kind of got going on. You kind of started uh, uh, fresh not too not too long ago and not by not too long ago. I'm talking end of January of 2023. So tell our listeners a little bit about what you have going on. Yeah. Um, so I originally started Jules Just Vibes as a like Twitch live stream podcast, and that was normally just kind of a. I'm vibing on whatever topic, unscripted kind of stream of consciousness. Um, But lately, and as of January, I actually revamped Jules Just Vibes to become a review podcast. And so that is where I have taken it and I am thriving. It's, It's the literal definition of vibes is just reviewing content, new media that's out there. I, I get to watch a bunch of stuff. I get to play a bunch of games. Like it's... It's my definition of living my life and then being able to talk to everybody about it. And, and you're covering pretty much everything, like movies, TVs, anything that's streaming, uh, any mm-hmm. new any new video games. And I know in February of 2023, uh, you are doing Hogwarts Legacy, and I hear you're a big Harry Potter fan, correct? Yeah, I am a huge, huge Harry Potter fan. And the moment that this game was released, I knew I was going to play it. And I pre-ordered the deluxe version of it, which gets you three extra days of game time, which I'm going to soak up and use. And I was so ready for this. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a fun one. I'm a big Potterhead myself. My wife is as well. Um, Same. Yeah, Shane. Shane is as well. Uh, what's your I don't think I've ever asked you, Shane. What's your house? Do you know? You ever done the, the, the thing on Pottermore? Oh, what was it? My sister's Hufflepuff. I think I was Slytherin. Yeah. You're not you're not evil enough though to be a Slytherin. You're you're too much of a, a a real good nice guy. You would I don't peg you as a Slytherin. I'd think you'd either be a Ravenclaw or a Gryffindor. I'm definitely a Hufflepuff. My my wife says it 100%. She's a Ravenclaw. Jules, how about yourself? I am actually a Gryffindor. Um and there's actually a story to that. Uh so I don't know if you guys know, but they came out with like a Pottermore website that was like licensed and out of the brainchild that was J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. Um, but before the site that you well and know now, they had a like redo that they did recently. And the original site that they had was almost like an interactive storybook so that you could walk through like the story of the Sorcerer's Stone, the Chamber of Secrets via the chapters and do like fun activities and brew potions um and so i had a house and i was ravenclaw at the beginning of pottermore's journey but when they revamped and they took all of that fun interactive stuff away i did the test again because i couldn't log in and i got gryffindor and i'm not gonna lie i might have cried a little just just a little teeny tiny bit like when you're a when you're a big potter fan the house thing it, it it's actually there are probably going to be people mad at me saying you can't call it a house thing. It's more than just a thing. It's like a way of life almost. <laughs> right. So I, I totally get that. And you have been to uh, the Universal um, Harry Potter world in Orlando, right? Yes, I actually have season passes to that like Universal Studios Islands no of Adventures. Where it is. Uh, I want a butterbeer so bad. Oh, no way. I'm not a huge fan of butterscotch, but I don't mind the frozen butterbeer that they have. That's not like too sweet. But yeah, I'm actually going there um, the weekend after Hogwarts Legacy comes out. 
I actually I'm losing game time, but I'm going with my family to Harry Potter World and like Universal and having a good time there. Nice. So obviously, if you've been to, you know, Universal more than once, I'm assuming at least once you've kind of wandered your way from one of the two, uh, like the Hogsmeade and the Diagon Alley area into, I think it's Diagon Alley that's closest to the Simpsons portion of Universal, I correct? I have. I have. Yes. Nice. Yes. Have you ever uh, had a, a snack or something like that at the at Moe's or, or the Quickie Mart or anything? Have you ever kind of gone into like a, a, a deep dive of what's in there? I have. Um, I actually took the last time that I was there, we went into the um, it's like Moe's and then like uh, the chicken coop restaurant. And when you go in there, it's like a cafeteria food court esque type thing. And so we got some food there and we sat out on the balconies and um, right next to a quickie mart. And there's like pigeons all over the place because it's outside and it's really cool. And um, one of my favorite things to get in that area is they have um, flaming Moe's beverages Mm -hmm. that are actually like a like an energy drink that is like citrus and it's we just so did that good. episode not too long ago we yeah. did and, and shane was going on and on about how he would love to just say he had a, a flaming mo at uh mo's i remember the 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 one time i was down there i did have um something from crusty burger but i ate it in mo's just to say like oh you know i'm having a a meal in mo's bar i didn't get a, a flaming mm-hmm. mo because i'm not really into the, like the energy drink type of stuff but it is a, it is a really cool place even if you don't go on like crusty's funhouse ride or whatever just to be like in the little uh village kind of thing that they have created um mm-hmm. but yeah that is really awesome very very envious that you have season passes <laughs> and routinely oh, yeah. get to go That's check awesome. that out i basically I, i'm pretty sure my wife would live um, she just all she just take the train back and forth between Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley, and she'd probably just Ooh. live there and say sayonara to me. I'm pretty sure uh, that's how she'd, it would uh, work she'd out. raise your child there. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So the little one would probably be born there um, come spring. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's oh, I can see it going that way. Well, thank you very much. Yes, the, I'm assuming at a very very early time um, there will be some. There's all sorts of Harry Potter stuff and and whatnot that we have for the little one. And I'm assuming my wife will do some sort of test, even at a, you know, a couple of weeks old age of putting them in a house. And- Nick, your child will either grow up loving Harry Potter and the Simpsons or will be super rebellious and hate both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I can definitely see it going that way. It'll, it'll either be, they, they love, you know, uh, Simpsons, Harry Potter, hockey, baseball, uh, or it'll be the complete opposite. They'll be like hardcore into, I don't know, uh, you know, comics and Marvel, uh, Star Trek or something, something along those lines. It'll, it'll definitely be one of one or the other in, uh, in that sense. Um, but uh, we do have a Simpsons episode to cover. And, uh, you know, Jules, you are you know, a Harry Potter, Harry Potter fan. You're a Simpsons fan. When you were growing up, do you have any kind of recollection about how the Simpsons came into your life? Like, when did you start watching it? Um, so I started watching it with my parents. Um, and funny enough, it used to be on like during family dinners. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, right around that five, six time, right? It was always, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was one of those shows that wasn't like explicit. It didn't really have any major like mature content in it. And um, my my parents are rather young for, you know, my age. So they also were kind of growing up a little bit, too. So this kind of, I think, hit all of the all of the boxes for like, OK, like we're still kind of young adults that want to watch some like young adult content, but it's not too terrible for like our four year old or, our, you know, that's also growing up. So it would just be on in the background. Uh, and sometimes we would watch it uh, just like kind of sitting down, but it's just kind of always been a staple in my family um, just from conception pretty much. It's, it's pretty fair, right? Because, uh, you know, growing up in, uh, you know, if you were, if you were growing up say in the late nineties, early two thousands, and you had parents who were in their thirties, maybe early forties, well, they could maybe identify with Homer or March, whereas the kid could identify with Bart or Lisa or any of the other kids in the series. And like you said, the storylines, there's nothing really too vulgar 
or anything like that. It's not like a family guy or a South park where there are storylines that, you know, you don't really want your kid to see for the most part. It's maybe there are a couple that the kids might not get, but for the most part, it is fairly safe though. It's strange back in, you know, 90, 91, 92, it was somewhat controversial. A lot of people, um, season one is like, I don't know. There's more, you know, adult themes in season one than I, in other seasons, in my opinion, there are. Yeah. Especially the season one's of, rough. Yeah. And, and even like the things of Marge and Homer, uh, you know, ending episodes by having a kiss in bed that didn't really get seen on, on, on TV a lot of the time, but, uh, it's cool to kind of rewatch when you're older. Like I used to kind of identify with Bart and Lisa and, you know, we, we just did our last episode before this Homer alone, the one where Marge has a, essentially a nervous breakdown because of all the stress of the family and, and she has to go away and you kind of look at that as an adult with your, you know, your job and your family and everything that's going on thinking, yeah, I, I, I get that. I get why Marge broke down in the middle of a bridge and stopped traffic. Like it, it, uh, it totally makes sense. So in this one here in, uh, in Bart the Lover, this is uh, one of the rare times early on where we get to see a secondary character shine in Mrs. Krabappel. And they've kind of alluded to her, um, I guess, promiscuity uh, earlier in the season. Um, you saw it in Flaming Mo uh, when she steals Joey, Krem- Joey Kramer's drumsticks, the Aerosmith drummer. Uh, and you see a little bit of her, but we get the full um, backstory here. And when I was a kid and watching this episode, I always used to kind of, you know, I would find it funny what Bart ends up doing and pretending to be this. Well, he's, he's, he's catfishing. Her. That's what he's doing uh, and, and pretending to be this guy. But yeah, by, it, by mail. Yeah, by, of, by mail. Know. Yeah, the, the, the pre-email pre-dating site days of catfishing. And now I watch this or I think about this episode and I think, wow, I feel really, really bad for Mrs. Krabappel because, and I, I think back to some of the teachers that I might've had, because when you're a kid, you don't really think what your teachers are going through in their, in their life at home. They're just people who, you know, give you your homework and whatnot. And I'm thinking like, wow, I think I did have, you know, some teachers, especially one that comes to mind who was like Mrs. Krabappel, did either one of you ever have that that type of teacher kind of looking back on it and you think, you know what, I really should have given them a break or maybe done something extra in my day to kind of help them out because they might have not had a great, great time going. Anything pop into mind in that sense? I personally was just not mature enough at that age to even kind of <laughs> think about that kind of stuff. I, again, later on as I became an adult, yeah, I can see some of the teachers struggling. And plus like, Trying to control a classroom of kids, uh, especially in high school, I'd say, um, that's not an easy job. But I will say this episode, this might be Bart's most cruel prank ever. Yeah, it. Oh, I'm trying to think this. Uh, this this has got to be up there at, at, the, at top three, very least, in terms of the the cruelest things um, that he is that he has ever done. And you know, I think back to. I remember one teacher I had who was going through a really rough, this was ninth grade. And I, I know now she was going through a really rough time. Um, and uh, he, there was one class where she was exchanging chairs from our classroom with the classroom across the hall. And she was just going back and forth and, and taking the chairs out and kind of looking at her like, what, what are you doing? And she said, well, these chairs that I'm bringing in have five and our chairs had four, you know, they're, they're safer. And we didn't realize at the time that she, you know, she was going through two deaths in a family. She had divorced a year before she, you could, you could smell the alcohol. And like, I I think of that now when I think back of, uh, to this episode as well. And, you know, you you really don't know what some of the people in your life, especially teachers and stuff are going through. Do you ever have anything like that, Jules, anything like that growing up? Um, so I'm going to sound really privileged here, but I had only child syndrome when I was growing up, um, I have only just recently become like a big sister. Uh, but the majority of my life was spent in only child. So I very much was tunnel visioned. Like my life was the only life that I was thinking about. And I wasn't really focusing on any of my teachers um, and what they had going on. I was like that um, plausible deniability in the yes. head, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm an only child myself. I was definitely that way for a long time uh, as well. It's definitely a hindsight uh, type of thing um, for for sure. So this episode is, it is kind of sad. It is kind of cruel, but it is also very funny because I do remember a couple of sign gags in my head. 
the way that they kind of come together to try and be nice in the send-off to Mrs. Krabappel with uh, the fake boyfriend, Woodrow. Um, it's mean, but there are some really good moments in this episode. I think it's I think it's a little bit stronger, Shane, than a couple of the, the, the last couple that we've watched. Um, you know, we, we gave uh, uh, Homer alone. Home alone. Yeah. yeah, it was basically a C-. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, Lisa the Greek was basically a, a, a B, roughly, B, B+, plus, uh, somewhere right around there. This one, I think, is um, a little bit uh, stronger. Um, that's for sure. Actually, no, I'm looking at the wrong season. I can't even figure that out. <laughs> we, <laughs> we gave Lisa the Greek an A-, minus and <laughs> Lisa the Greek an A-, minus and uh, Homer alone was, uh, was a B. So um, still, not what we've come to expect from season three, where we're we're thinking at, at minimum a minus a territory. And that's yeah. kind of where I am in my, in my pre rating for this episode. I'm going with an 8.3. Uh, oh, again, wow. I think it's sad and yet funny at the same time. Shane, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm going to go in with a 7.9, uh, just with the hope that after I watch it, I'll bump it up to the, the eight category. I do remember liking this episode though. So, me too. Me too. And Jules, do you have any thoughts about this one? I know you said a lot of the time the, the, the episodes were on in the background, but do you have any, any strong memories or any memories at all about this one? I don't have any memories at all, but I do think that with like my my 2023 world point of view, I, I don't know how well I am going to find it as funny. So I want to I want to rate it low now in yeah. hopes that eventually it will like change my mind. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to rate it a solid like five. Like, That's like just solid passable. Half. Yeah. 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 It's, okay. It's like you get the, you get the C minus to like go to the next grade and then, you know, we can, we can see if you actually deserve to like not go to summer school. After gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I love the, I love the analogy. It's great. Very good analogy. Very good analogy. Indeed. All right. We have our ratings. Let's see how well Bart the Lover stands the test of time. All right, here we go with Bart the Lover. And Jules, this will be the first time that you've watched this particular episode in probably like a really long time, like years and years, right? Yeah, it has been since I don't have cable. So I don't find myself really watching cable that often. It's yeah, that those old days are gone, right? Of those watching during dinner time. It's it's just not on anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot this episode starts with the uh, with the. There's a good couch gag too with the alien. It is not bad. This one came out February. It's always Jimmy or Timmy. It's always Jimmy or Billy. Jimmy or Billy or Timmy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Now they almost didn't get away with that. Yeah, they they had to fight for that, and they were trying what? to argue that Jimmy wasn't aiming at himself, and so that's how. Oh, they got he definitely him. was. Oh yeah. He oh was. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Did you ever have any? Okay, maybe not like this from 1940. Um, <laughs> look back at. Uh, uh, you know, terrible. we're going to age ourselves, Nick. <laughs> are we? The, are we? I don't know if we're going to age. Our, did you have anything close to that? Did, like, I don't think we had projectors. Well, maybe we did. No, I think we had just VCRs in school. But did you have anything that, uh, that cheesy, that corny for like educational videos in school? I had like projectors and uh, yeah, I had like, a proje maybe it is my school wasn't funded very well, but I had projectors. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, we had to present stuff on projectors. Sorry, I'm not speaking for Jules, but uh, I had to present stuff on projectors. <laughs> yeah, uh, like the overhead ones where you use the like felt tip markers and yeah, I hated like those. write in the answers. Uh, I actually yeah. loved those. I loved, I felt so professional. Yes, yes. That cat also, doesn't look real at all. A great testament to like a teacher's salary here, like showing like she Seriously. lives in like a big dump oh, and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, bachelor. dump might be a little harsh. <laughs> it's a, it's a nice dump. It's a fair dump. Not not yeah. a dump dump. It's a nice dump. Answer the phone. Yeah, this is the states too. That's even worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Flanders kids. Yeah, it's a rare moment <laughs> that they're in a public school because I don't think they're 
They're not routinely seen in the elementary school here. You know, I can wait just school. as long as you. Knock it off! Uh, boys and girls, let's welcome I guess this was before the uh, the raising of the hand in the assemblies. Do you guys ever had that? Mm. The teachers mm. would raise their hands and so they get everyone to quiet down. Mm -mm. Yeah, or they count to three. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of assemblies when I was growing up. Did you have to do any of those pyramid schemes where you had to like sell chocolate bars? <laughs> I I sold knives when I was like in late high school, which was like <laughs> a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Yeah. Did you sell knives? Yeah, it was like a big thing in the Midwest where I graduated. Um, there are these Cutco knives and. They advertised it by using one of their scissors to um, cut a penny. Like, look how sharp it is. But it was definitely a pyramid scheme. Did you actually stand on someone's doorstep cutting up pennies? <laughs> no, I oh, did a presentation. Amazing. I did a presentation in my mom's best friend's living room, and one of the knives fell on my leg and stabbed me. <laughs> that's that's. Oh wow! <laughs> I have a scar still from that. <laughs> What a story. Imagine telling that story the first time. So, what's that scarf from? Anything cool? Ah, uh, no, I was selling scissors and knives as a kid. <laughs> yeah. We did Dude, have a That would be my nightmare. Oh my god. <laughs> I would be just like him now. Yeah, they, Skinner's put in a very awkward position. We didn't have any yo-yo champions at school, but I remember we had like a really annoying... There was like a police band. And they would go around to all the schools playing like hits from like three years after they were cool and they thought they were really cool and it was just like why are we doing this like, i don't understand what the point was aside from just giving them an audience yeah man my school had a lot of assemblies like this they were using us for profit <laughs> i was never good at yo-yo yo-yos got pretty big at my school for a little bit i think it's right in between, I want to say, like, Pokemon and Crazy Bones. Sometime around there. I always wanted to yo-yo when I was young. I had friends who could yo-yo, and they, like, did the whole walking the dog yo-yo trick, and I was like, man, like, I really want to do that, and I never could. I couldn't do walking the dog, but the one where Bart makes, like, the triangle thingy, and you make the pendulum or whatever the hell it's called. The clock. Mm -hmm. I could do that. It took me a very long time. I remember I felt like a million bucks. I felt like the king of the king of the world getting the pendulum yo-yo trick to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little something I call plucking the pickle. I build up a little steam and. I wonder where he was going with that trick. Because he just seems to be flinging it. So, what the hell is plucking the pickle? My adult brain automatically goes phallic. Yeah. So... Yeah. It, it seems like a euphemism of some sort, doesn't it? Mrs. Krabappel, we're all upset by the untimely deaths of Stinky and Wrinkle. What terrible names for fish. <laughs> <laughs> we had a uh, a class gecko in sixth grade, and our teacher unwisely let us name the gecko, and its name ended up being, I think it was Diesel Pickles. <laughs> I'd say it's an occupational hazard to have kids name animals. Yeah, you're just asking for trouble. What's eating you, man? Well, you got yourself a humdinger. I don't know. I guess I expected something different from the <laughs> Oh, I forgot about his... It's because there's a little snow on the roof. And forget how the rest of it goes. I guess that's how dating worked in the old days. Either you met somebody at a bar, or you met somebody in the newspaper. Man, I should have, uh... Yeah, I feel like <laughs> teachers do that sometimes. I did date a teacher years ago and huh? i can say that she definitely phoned some there's a few jokes in that sentence that you just but i'm just going to assume 
You both were adults. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I should probably clarify that. The yes. Have you looked at the news lately? It's yeah. anyways, but yeah. Dear Edna, I never answered a personal ad before, but I found yours irresistible. My name is So, Bart doing the plumbing, I couldn't help but think that he probably should have went into the trades. Like yeah, no kidding. I mean, I think that's where his whole life was heading him, right? If we're going to go back to old point of view, where it's like if you fail in school, you're going to be in a trade. Pretty so much, he's just, yeah. He's it's kind practicing. of like, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should let the dog in. Although, like, can we just be pleasantly surprised that he was able to write a letter that made, you know... His Tense. teacher swoon. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. true. As someone who gets F's in English all the time, he was able to convince his teacher. Hmm. And, and and it was like legible, right? Because he's known to have a pretty crappy handwriting. That's a really good point. I think that's a huge hole in this whole thing. Oh, I forgot about the doghouse storyline was in this one. That's right. That's right. Aww. That's just how I draw. Yeah, that this would be me right here. That's I like how he signed his name at the bottom, too. He said, hey, I did, I did this. <laughs> Looks like one of my Jackbox games drawings. <laughs> I love that game. Oh, it's the best part of games. Okay, here, okay, he gave his address. Like, yeah, that's his, you, yeah, his parents' yeah. address. <laughs> We're finding some major holes here. I'd like to learn more about you. Please write back soon. Here's a photo that'll get your pencil moving. <laughs> oh my goodness. You've got a date with the Xerox machine. <sighs> Stupid lumber. Damn it! Oh, I father! The hell with it. The fella came in at the store today. And ah, the creation of a meme coming up here. I gave him three quarters by mistake. Took me the whole afternoon to track him down. Todd, would you like some mixed vegetables? Hell no. <gasps> what did you say? I said I don't want any damn vegetables. <laughs> All right, that's it, young man. No Bible stories for you tonight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's on his plate, though? Is it like a whole ham or something? Yeah, they eat well over there. Is on the phone. No, this is about that stupid quarter again. <laughs> Hello, Ned. <sighs> Sorry to bother you, Reverend Lovejoy, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in a tizzy. Our son Todd just told us he didn't want to eat his damn vegetables. Well, you know, kids and vegetables. What was it, asparagus? No, no, Reverend. The point is he said a bad word. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Reverend has to, like, remember that damn is a bad word. It's, it's just the storyline is so great, the continuing storyline that Reverend Lovejoy, like, they show it later, how he, you know, he cared about people. Like, he... He, he was mm -hmm. there to do his job, and then Flanders just killed it. He killed all his faith. Yeah, pretty much. Flanders killed his faith. <laughs> yeah. With too much faith. Yeah. <laughs> Golly, Sergeant Carter. I can't fix your Jeep, but maybe this will make it up to you. Galveston, oh, Galveston. Is this all he watches? Well, he used to watch Davy and Goliath, but he thought the idea of a talking dog was blasphemous. <laughs> no television, comic. What was that other list? Comic go, books, television? Go, yeah, go back, go back, go back. Go sure, sure. Yeah. Where, are we, where are we pausing here, Shane? What's the time frame? Or timestamp? Bumper stickers. Bumper stickers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah we paused at 11.34. <laughs> okay, no, Grandma? no. <laughs> I would have never seen that had I not paused it. Possible bad influences. Bumper stickers. Comic books. Grandma. Television. Yeah. All right. Moving right along. Grandma. That's a good one. How is Grandma blasphemous? I saved them. Although, actually, there's only one. And it's more of a love postcard. Oh, the letter. Oh, right. A lot of stuff I forgot about Maybe this one. Severe talking, Mart, but you got a butt that won't quit. They got these big <laughs> Oh my goodness, Homer, your penmanship. Okay, that that might take the cake for my. That's a good gag. Yeah, that is, that is great. Belligerent love note writing. 
Valentine's Day is coming up. I'm definitely giving my wife that. She won't get it because she doesn't watch The Simpsons, but <laughs> and we don't really do it's Valentine's the thought Day. that counts. It's the thought that counts, right, Jules? It's the thought that counts. She knows what she married into. Yeah, she, she has. Oh, yeah, she <laughs> the Simpsons constant, reference. Constant nonsense Simpsons references. She gets it. Yesterday morning, I put your picture up in my garage to inspire me while I gapped my spark plugs. You know what? Ne- next episode, I'll, I'm going to do this guy's voice. <laughs> with Jordan yes. Wilson, yeah, aka can. Love Letter. <laughs> yeah. Those would be the kids that your parents would force you to play with. The really weird kids on the street. Yeah, I remember there was a kid who went to our school who was uh, Mormon, who was kind of like Rod and Todd a little bit. Not as, like, overly religious, but he didn't really get a lot of stuff. And, like, he could only do certain things. Like, his parents were very protective, so it's kind of similar to that. I had some neighbors like that. They never wore shoes. It was very weird. <laughs> was that a religious okay. thing? Or they, just, they just didn't I like shoes. I don't know. It was just one of the many things that we like would point out. Like, oh, like they never wear shoes, and then also like they're like Jehovah's Witnesses. So they never celebrated their birthdays either. No, they don't. That's right. That's right. Well, you've got yourself a deal. I'll shave off the soup strainer if you give the sailor talk the old heave ho, okay? Aye, aye, Admiral Butthead. We now return to Two for Tunisia on Colorization Theater. Ah, my love. A million poets could try for a million years and still describe but three-eighths of your beauty. Oh, slow down, Frenchie. This stuff is gold. Wow. A million poets working for a million years. Jeez. When are you gonna meet him? Kind of like the little subtle things, like in the background, all the bulletin board stuff is winter because this would have come out. Oh, I didn't ask you. I always ask Shane my nonsense question of what was going on in the world at the time. Uh, February thirteenth, nineteen ninety-two. This one came out. Top movie in in the U.S. at the time. It came out a couple months before, but it was still top in the box office. Any any guess? You have to give us a genre. Um, it is, uh, I guess, technically fantasy, live action fantasy. Of a, Wait, what, was the, what was the year? February 13th, 1992. 92? The movie came out at the end of, towards the end of 91. Mm. It's got two really big name actors and one who would become a big name, but her role in it was very small, literally. put a swear jar in the kitchen. Every time you set a bath. Oh, I don't know. I never get these. You get a couple here and there. You got it the last time. He did. Yeah, like, true, he got yeah. Clo- yeah. Sure. <laughs> he gave that to me, though. Yeah. The uh, the movie Hook. <gasps> oh, I love that Hook. movie. Yeah, oh. great movie. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. I was thinking Robin Williams, and for some reason my head went to Jumanji. And I was like, that's not fantasy. Yeah, if you, if you go to the 90s and you think Robin Williams, you're pretty much on the right track. The guys and everything, mm-hmm. right? So you huck one of those movies out there. And... Yeah, like his, you know, his greatest movie, Bicentennial Man. Not, stop bringing up Bicentennial Man. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, so, my dad's birthday is on February 13th. Oh, look at that. So, yeah, he would have nice. been. Maybe he was celebrating his birthday, eating a big piece of cake and watching this episode. Definitely. Uh, they wanted to use Johnny Unitas's picture for this one. They didn't want Gordy Howe as a backup. They wanted to go with Johnny, and they couldn't get his rights at the time. And uh, they did later, in a, in a later episode. But, uh, yeah, they had to go with Gordy here. Dang, and he's going to let her sit there alone? Yeah, this is... This reminds me of a Hey Arnold episode. It does. Ernest needs a kidney. Like, that's great. That is a, that's a fantastic sign gig. Because all those stupid Ernest movies. That is... Yeah, the Ernest movies are... Yeah, you have to be in the right mindset to enjoy those. Partly responsible. Partly. Jeez, that gets you, though. That's, uh... That's sad. Homer, that was a 20. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you son of a... Oh, I love that. I want that montage to go even more. Yeah. 
I'll tell you the way these checks keep coming in, it's almost criminal. You dirty bastard! Oh yeah, technically, yeah. There we go. <laughs> what do you think, Lisa? How's the dog supposed to get in? Well, he just goes. Oh. <laughs> that would that would be my attempt right there. Wait, where'd the bees even come from? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Oh, Woodrow, how could you stand me up? Mrs. K, whoever this guy is, you don't need him. There are plenty of good men around. Name one. What's wrong with Principal Skinner? Seymour? <laughs> Let's just say his mind Foreshadowing much? Yeah, yeah so good point. First, first time. And that his mom is like really controlling because we don't really get to see her yet. I'm not even going to tell you what that guy's into. Bart, you are the closest thing to a man. Her loss. Groundkeeper's groundkeeper uh, Willie, he's jacked. Yep. He is. I remember seeing him in that episode when, when he takes off his shirt. Grease oh me, my woman. goodness. Fantastic misdirection. Oh, but that's broken. And he's got retirement. I'm not going to swear. But I am going to kick this doghouse down! Dad, this is not a commentary on your skills, but we bought you a new dog. <laughs> that reminds me, this is going to be way off topic, that reminds me, I've been playing The Sims 4 lately, and when you have a dollhouse in your house, like, sometimes the parents will, like, smash it for no reason, and my Sim has been doing that to her child, like, five times, and I don't know oh, why. Oh, so abusive. <laughs> what? Why? I don't know. <laughs> Every time I try to stop her, but she's already in there. But I always make her repair it after she's done. What cruel coding by the people yeah. at EA. Somebody mm -hmm. kind of had something. Yeah, there might be a little bit of... Uh... I played a lot of Sims 3. My guy, anytime I, I don't Even, play The Sims because every time I do, my guy winds up as a musician for some some reason. I don't I don't plan on it. It just I randomize it. Musician. It's the universe trying to tell you something, Nick. Have you missed your calling? Maybe yeah, I can I can play drums, but jeez, maybe I should. I'll start a band, the Recovering Alcoholic Jug Band Experience. <laughs> it's a little long, but yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Dumpville. Population, you. We'll all help. Though I'll be inoculating babies in Campuchia, my heart will always be with you. That sucks. Shout out to Campuchia. Yeah. What? A lot of fans in Campuchia. Yeah. Shout out. You guys are the real ones. Yep. I may hold you to that, Mark. Okay, okay. I cannot see you for the next five years, for I will be farming the ocean floor. Uh, I must finish this letter quickly. Don't put a duration in there, because if she, like, really loves you, she's yeah, like, she'll, she'll wait. Yeah, she'll wait, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am gay. Homer, for the last time, I am not putting that in. <laughs> Any time in the it will whisper the name Edna. Oh, that's very good, Lisa. P.S. I am gay. <laughs> <laughs> How about... With a love that will echo through the ages. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, Homer, you old honey dripper. Why, you little hee-hee. Meanwhile, nowadays, you just, yeah, just get ghosted. <laughs> that is true. <gasps> wait, wait. Dearest have you ever had an amicable, amicable, sort of word, amicable thing? Uh, instead of the ghosting or the, you know, the 1990s love letter, where you both said, "You know what? We're, we're I'm all right, but I, I like we had a good time, but I'm gonna go my separate way." Has that ever happened to you? Kind of like in that episode of Seinfeld. Ever happened before? Not to me. Shane. Uh, no. It's a date. Oh, he said it's a date. Oh, that's a lawsuit. But she like <laughs> carried him by the elbow, so it's not really a date. It's more yeah. so. That's just, true. Yeah. Like, Body language like, is everything. Come here. Yeah. A nice saunter through the grass, and they put Gordy's stats at the end because they needed it. Mm -hmm. like, they literally needed a couple seconds. They're like, ah, what the hell? We'll just throw this in here. Um, <laughs> it is a sad episode in that he is catfishing his teacher, 
but that was were, really mean. Yeah. Was, yeah. Don't don't ever do that, kids. If you're listening here, no. you're thinking, oh man, I might go catfish my teacher tomorrow. Don't do that. Really don't. Yeah. Man. Don't do that. If you want to help out your teacher, support their OnlyFans. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's the way to do it. There. At least you're helping it some way. I think the worst part of that statement is that could very well be like something that's happening. Like that's, oh, a, that's very oh, real oh, yeah. possible oh, yeah. in this day and age. Yeah. That was said with a hint of sarcasm, but also a very real hint of reality. It's the thing about being <laughs> monotone. It's hard to know when you're joking. Yeah. Shane, Shane, it takes a little bit of time. I still don't know to this day, but um, <laughs> there were a lot of things in that episode that I, like I knew the basic storyline. I completely forgot about the doghouse, which was fantastic. It had a great montage with that. Yeah. Um, we had the love letter. Uh, we had a lot of really good little things in that episode that I had completely forgotten about, which help out the overall storyline in that I feel it was actually better than an 8.3. Yes, it was cruel, but again, you know, I'm not going to focus too much on that because, again, it is a cartoon. Um we got a, sort of a happy ending where Bart realized what he was doing was wrong. So he did kind of learn a lesson, I guess. So I'm going to say uh, combining all of that together, this one is going to be bumped up for me from an 8.3 to an 8.7. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed watching that one. It seemed like every 30 seconds or so, there was something that got us. There was something that made us laugh, whether it was a, a, a sight gag or um one line or a montage or something like that so i thought uh yeah 8.7 for me seems fair almost into the a like high a a plus type of territory now jules you went real low because you didn't have a lot of um major memories about this episode you kind of knew the basic mm -hmm. storyline of what bart does mrs krabappel and so you gave it the the bear the bear pass the the straight d minus of a five out of ten <laughs> does it go does it get the bump up for you it definitely gets the bump, the bump up. I think through this whole like experience, I've just like kind of rediscovered just how easy it is to watch The Simpsons, just to like sit back and have it on as like background noise and, and comment on it. Like it was such an easy watch. And even though the storylines are like the bits of stories had some weight to it, like with the with Bart catfishing his teacher and him realizing his mistake towards the end it never felt as heavy as the subject matter could have been and i just it was very easy so i'm bumping it up to a um i think you guys are way serious with your ratings and i'm here <laughs> to be a little bit looser so i'm gonna give it a nine uh out of ten Ooh, huge bump I, that is that you just set the record for the biggest single episode bump up from the the post or the pre rating to the post rating, so you now <laughs> you now hold the record. But I I, uh, I I totally get what you mean. The you're right. It's it's weird. It's a heavy storyline, but it doesn't come across that way. I don't know if it's because of maybe how fast things go in the episode, or if mm -hmm. uh, if Homer's storyline with the doghouse kind of takes away from it a little bit, and you get a little bit of lightness. Maybe that's why they threw it in there because they realized. But hey, you know, this is kind of a bit heavy, kind of a bit cruel. Who knows? But yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from in that sense. And I totally get the nine rating because it's uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you think that based off of this, Jules, and watching this one now, do you think that this might start kind of like a casual, casual type of rewatch type of thing where you might have it on a little bit more in the background if, if you... Able get to that watch. Disney Plus uh, yeah. subscription. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I have Disney Plus actually. So um, yeah, and we often, my boyfriend and I, we watch stuff before we go to bed and have stuff on in the background for sleeping. And I can definitely see this show being one of those like almost like in our rotation. You know, we normally do like The Office, Parks and Rec, and you know, this could be this could fit in there as just something that is on in the background, and then we can just wake up to it and have an easy time. Very true. Yeah, it's one of those ones that you can uh, throw on in the cycle, just like The Office, just like Parks and Rec, those types of shows. You can kind of identify with it a little bit. It's also kind of an easy watch for sure. Shane, you went with just on the tinge of uh, of, of an A minus B plus. Yeah, just on the cusp of it. With yep. a 7.9, where are you going to end it off? Uh, you know what? I did enjoy the episode more than in the sevens. I'm going to bump it up to eh, 8.4. 
Yeah. Oh, that was a good episode. Yeah. Definitely mm-hmm. A territory. I am a bit stingy for sure with my you, ratings. You are the stingiest <laughs> of the bunch. That is for sure. But it, it got a bump from, from everyone here. And cause there were a lot of just a lot of good stuff. There was meme worthy things like Todd and his, I don't want any damn vegetables, the love letter. There were so many things. So Shane, if you have to pick favorite gag, favorite line, what's it going to be for this one? You know what? I think I know where you're going to go because you already mentioned it. So I'm going to try to do something different. I'm going to say my favorite gag was the montage of Homer swear. Yeah. It's, it's good because it, it's a long montage. And like you said, you wanted it to go longer and it kind of makes you think that it's not it, like it's stopping at, with Flanders mustache thing. And then it does keep going. And yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there's some great randomness there. Like, like you said, where the hell did the hive of bees come from that fell on Homer? And there's, there's some really good stuff there um, for sure. So yeah, I, I, uh, I totally get that. Where did you think I was going or where do you think I was going with mine? Oh, the, the drunken, or the drunken love letter from Homer, of course. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's definitely Homer's love letter. I love that. The I just love how it. I love when things get written in. Uh, you see it again in The Simpsons too, in the Jay Sherman episode. I love when things get written that should not be written, but it, like, like the whole ah oh, five. Like, what is Homer talking about? The five dollars. Get out of here! Like, why did he write that? That is that's great. It's just uh, um, like when he does the thing with the the pimple or a boil later on, and it turns out to be a gummy bear. Um, just those things that get written down that have no business being on there. I don't know why they get me. Uh, Jules, lots to choose from in this one. What are you going with for the favorite gag? Um, it definitely has to be grandma. The grandma on the list of bad influences. Uh, that one audibly made me laugh like way out loud. And just it it's so it's that like little bit of like comedy that you kind of expect. But it still like is always funny that like it's something unexpected in a list of things that you kind of know what will be there. But then when there's something in there that like catches you off guard, you're like, wait, what? Yes. And honestly, I don't think I had ever noticed until we paused and went back to yeah. what was on that list. I remember the TV part, obviously, because, you know, Todd's watching TV. But the fact that grandma was on there, um, that, yeah, that is a great little misdirection. Like you said, right? You get a couple of things. Yeah, comic books. Yeah, maybe you could see that TV. You could see that. And then just grandma. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, very, very good. Very, very good indeed. This is a solid episode. And if you do end up starting your kind of rewatch here um, or just having it on in the background, the next episode to come is a doozy. One of the best, one of my favorite episodes of all time with Homer at the bat. Uh, the episode that literally got the Simpsons into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So uh, that is definitely one to uh, this might be a great place to start start watching because the next one is going to be a banger as well um this was a great episode jules thank you so much for 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 taking the time uh to join us and uh usually i i give plug time right to shane but you get the first little bit of plug time the everyone's favorite spot tell us all about the jules just vibes podcast uh thank you thank you again for having me um if you guys want to listen to my podcast jules just vibes uh you can find us on spotify and any other podcast listening places uh best way to find out all that information though is to go to my website julesjustvibes.com uh and if you want to chat and find offline updates you can always at me on twitter which is at julesjustvibes as well i'm always taking media suggestions always taking topic suggestions i am very much a team player uh and always love feedback as well so definitely hit me up if you can and you're talking (laughs) about everything tvs movies video games and what day do the new episodes come out uh, Thursdays at 10 a.m. And we do mini episodes on Mondays as well. I'm actually running through The Last of Us, the new HBO Max series that has uh, came out. Oh, uh, yeah, I heard to- good things. Mm-hmm. It used to be a video game. Well, it is a video game, and now they've made it into a show adaptation for nine episodes. And each week, I am releasing a new episode based on the previous one that released. Awesome. So there you 10 a.m. 10 a.m. You can listen to Jules on Thursday. You get us with uh, double dose episodes on Friday, and you can listen to the mini episodes as well. Shane, take over. Plug time. Uh, yes, plug time. So you can follow us at Simpsons underscore EBE. Uh, Nick controls that. He's a bunch of fun polls. Best way to interact with us and find out when new episodes drop, which are usually every Friday. And, you know, a lot of you are listening to us on Spotify. 
Uh, but, you know, wherever you're listening, if you could rate us and follow us on those platforms, that'd be appreciated. And if you want to go that extra mile and donate a couple bucks to Nick and I, uh, there's a link under the description called Buy Me a Coffee. Throw a couple bucks Nick and mine's way and we can, uh, I don't know. What do you want to spend the money on this time, Nick? We'll buy a bat <laughs> for the no, next episode. Make, I don't know. We could make a bat because Homer, you know, he makes his wonder bat, right? We can spend the money on, I'm going to say cheaply made Hawaiian t-shirts and wear them around with t-shirts and shorts in the cold up here in Canada. Um, yeah, I think we can, I think that would be money well spent if we, if we did something like that, but, uh, yes, Shane's right. Get at us at Simpsons underscore EVE on Twitter. That's where you can uh, follow us, ask us questions, respond to our polls, um, complain about us, whatever you want to do. And, uh, yeah, new episodes, two new episodes every Friday. Um, hopefully I don't break the streak again and I don't get the flu or whatever I had that caused us to miss uh, not too long ago, but two episodes every single Friday. Jules, thank you so much for, for taking the time to uh, join us again. And usually I am the one who picks uh, or gives a challenge to Shane on what to end the episode on with a soundbite or a piece of music or something. But uh, I'm giving that to you. Give Shane a challenge for anything anything that pops into your mind. Could be about this episode, the next episode, Homer at the Bat. What should Shane end the episode off with sound clip was? Hmm. I would love to see Shane do a small reenactment of his own love letter to Edna. Oh, I love right. that. That's good. Yeah, you get to do your whole impression of that nice, smooth, silky voice, Shane. I am looking Edna. Yeah, yeah. Oh, little yeah. taste. Oh, you, you, oh my you gave me the shivers. You give, you're giving me the shimmies. That is wonderful, Shane. Can't wait to hear it. We'll get you next time at uh, with uh, Homer at the bat. Take care. Dearest Edna, I must leave you. Why? I cannot say. Where? You cannot know. How I'll get there? I haven't decided yet. But one thing I can tell you. Anytime I hear the wind blow, it will whisper the name. Edna. And so let us part with a love that will echo through the ages.